What is going on, everybody? We are the streamers, and welcome to our podcast. We'd like to thank you for coming in. First episode. First episode ever, so... Dare we say a demo episode. I guess. This is kind of like our uh, pilot, I guess you could say. Okay, well, we'll take it. Well, uh, my name is Gabe. Oh, I'm Eddie. (laughs) And uh, we're the streamers. Um, Basically, what our channel is going to be about is streamable movies. Anything that you can watch on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime... I mean, if you guys are assholes pirating movies at this point, the, the, but... <laughs> I don't think people pirate anymore. There's no way. Um, I'm pretty sure they still pirate, or else really? the, the, the movie Everything... industry will be popping off. Yeah. Anyway. Um, basically, uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about one movie per episode. Um, it has to be streamable, and we will basically go through, give our thoughts about the movie, go through character breakdowns, plots what the movie was trying to portray, yeah, and, we'll and, rank it. And essentially tell you if you should, you should spend hour and a half, two hours of your day watching this movie that's available for you. Yeah, and um, at the end of the movie, we're going to try and give at least one new recommendation to watch. Definitely, yes. Um, just so you guys can, you know, go watch it, give us your feedback, um, just to interact with you guys, you know. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And today, <laughs> we are going to do Fences. 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 You recommended this movie. I actually did recommend this movie to Eddie. Um, he was against watching it, and I said, "Dude, just give it a give it a, give it a shot." Um, directed by Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, and co-star Denzel Washington. So, um, actor director, which is kind of tough. Uh, I have some harsh opinions about Denzel, but we'll we'll jump into kinda that tough. a little bit later. We'll we'll save um, <laughs> we'll save that uh, for the end part of this whole thing. So. Um, so basically, our, our, well, before we get started, a, a we'll go, yeah, quick, quick background about us too. Oh, we, we, we gotta, completely yeah, forgot. We totally yeah. forgot. So, um, go ahead, Eddie. How about, how about we do this? How about I describe you and you describe me? Okay, go in ahead. In terms of our... our that's our, that's our, interesting. Uh, Let's do that. Okay. Um, so, Gapo, my partner here, uh, he is uh, uh, an experienced uh, producer, director, um, basically went to film school. Um Thinks he's better than everyone in terms of snotty movie reviews, <laughs> um, and uh, I believe you—he's even starred in like some little little shows here and there, like Disney films and stuff like that. I've done a couple of shows, um, and yeah, he's he's went to school for it. He's he's made his own movie um, and product. He produced a, another one that's coming up soon. Yeah, off track. Um, <laughs> plugging his movie already plug, in the demo plug. episode. Um, plug. <laughs> um, so that's him. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a pretty good description of it. Anything that I missed? Um, no, that's pretty pretty solid. Um, Eddie, how do I describe Eddie? This guy is—I want to call him the documentary king. Yes, sir. The man. Anytime you want to watch something that like I've seen a lot of stuff, and this guy—he's seen way more. Okay? I watch a lot. He spends movies, at least two hours a, a day movies. watching a movie a day, and this guy loves documentaries. It's a little iffy on the taste. Um, me and him never li- really like uh, agree on a lot of things on movies, but 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 he has an eye for the good stuff, the, I, the good juju. In there, uh, yeah, you know? I feel like I'm a, I'm an excellent um, amongst other things. Uh, music apart, I, I think I have great mu- uh, movie taste, and um, mm. I, I usually I usually like recommending movies to <laughs> to people. Because you've seen and, so many fucking movies. Yeah. Like, as people see it, you just say like a Rolodex of movies at that point. And your boy was the lead in Frankenstein in high school. So boy, don't think oh, don't think on. I don't have any experience behind <laughs> behind this mic. Um, so jumping into a very, very serious, somber movie. 
uh, fences. Fences. Um, I, yeah, fences. Um, I'll, I'll give a kind of brief um, give a good plot overview, yeah. which I'll read from uh, wikipedia.org. We <laughs> so might have to edit that out so they don't sue us. I don't know how this works. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, Fences, it, it, it's based in 1950s Pittsburgh. Um, Troy Maxson, who's played by Denzel Washington, lives with his wife, Rose, who's uh, the, the very lovely Viola Davis plays. And their, and their son, Corey, who plays from, uh, who is played by Jovan Adipo. Um, Troy works as a waste collector, and uh, it basically uh, portrays his kind of coming of age with society, um, as well as some, some deeply, um, rooted issues within his family. Um, first thought watching this movie was, wow, the dialogue is extreme. It's very good. The dialogue is unbelievable. It's very good. The opening scene, I believe it's, um, Troy who plays by Denzel and, um, his, his, his best friend in the movie, a fellow, um, garbage man. Um, it opens up there in the back of the... Um, well, they're, um, actually, they're fellow prison mates. Prison that, mates, that's yeah. How became well, that, that's later in the movie that we discover yeah. that. Um, but... Um, Opening scene, basically, they're just walking down after the day's work of uh, uh, work, basically. And they work for the garbage company, you know, making $70 a month or whatever it was, $70 a week or I don't know, some, like, absurdly low number. Back in the 50s, Back yeah. in the 50s, you know what I mean? And... Um, it's just awesome dialogue going back and forth between these two. And Denzel just murdered it. Like, murdered it. His whole demeanor character, it's like Training Day met... Uh, yeah, I, like, I, it was I a very distinct like, character based. He's so um, snappy him, with it. Yeah, and him, Troy, Troy and his friend Jim Bono, who's played by uh, Stephen Bono, Henderson. that's right, yeah. Bono. Um they 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 have a clever banter as they come back from a days of work and I guess the only day um, Troy drinks is Friday is Fridays after work and so yeah. he gets a bottle of gin comes back home with his friend Bono and um, there we kind of see the first interaction between his wife played by Viola Davis uh, her her name's Rose um, and we see kind of the the dialogue between Rose Denzel and um, and and, and Bono. Bono. Um, I keep saying Denzel to say Troy, but um, and it's phenomenal. Um, it's it's great. It's it's one of the best three way dialogue splits I've ever seen. And and what I found interesting about the film aspect behind it, it was very low shots. Yeah, it was knee almost knee wide shots that they were um kind of shooting from, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, the dialogue, like a, the dialogue, uh, the, this movie really gave me an idea of what character, who each character is within the first five minutes. Yeah. It gave me a very strong impression, impression, and I, I, I don't know, I don't remember, um, well, I remember Fences being like a favorite for Oscars last year. I honestly did not, um, kind of see if they won any or anything like that i know viola so davis won supporting won actress um i'm not sure yeah she I, I believe she won she 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 won that i'm not sure if they won best picture i don't know who they were versing. i think they're versing moon no, no they moonlight were moonlight one it was versing moonlight moonlight, right? one, yeah, yeah. moonlight won everything um basically. which is, i i saw moonlight as well really I good did. movie maybe we could do it maybe we could do it on that yeah we not once once it gets um available for stream we'd yeah. be able to do that um but yeah we we get introduced to these three characters and then um 
I guess the early on plot indicator in the movie is um, Denzel kind of harbors some feelings that has happened to him in the past. Um, we get first get a taste of that when his uh, his uh, his wife at the time Rose um, says, you know. Um, your son went to football practice and Denzel says he's not going to go to football practice. Um, and we don't know what kind of, uh, indicator that means inside the plot, but, um, it kind of slowly unravels to the point where, um, you kind of get what he's good. Exactly. And, and Denzel has this, um, this great, great scene where, um, his son comes back from football practice in his pads and, Denzel finds out he quits his job, and they have this intense dialogue where um, Denzel, who plays, I guess, a a former baseball great who never really panned out in the MLB because... Well, um, well, no, so that's what he portrays. Yeah, exactly. That's what he portrays, but we learn later in in the movie that... He was too old to he play. Like he was forty when he came point. out, but yeah. he was still, you know, a, a great baseball player. Yeah. Um, and Bono would vouch vouch for that. His yeah. wife would vouch for that. Um, anyway, but uh, it seems that he harbors some of those feelings that he's never made it. Um, to that kind of plateau that he expected himself well, to, to be. Well, to the major leagues, you exactly. Know? And that that's why he kind of harbors those feelings towards society and towards quote unquote. The cracker, who, yeah, that's what he calls who him wouldn't him. give a mind, which is understandable. Back in the fifties, you know, yeah. there was almost—I mean, that's when Jackie Robinson started playing. That was but the see, first th- minority. There's also a scene in there where um, Rose says, "Yeah, you know, why are you complaining about um, blacks being in the MLB?" And he's just like, "There's Jackie Robinson in there," and he's like, "Jackie Robinson ain't black." And he kept just like shoving everything away from. Mm-hmm. It. He just wanted excuses. That's what his character was. His character was, I'm just going to put everything as an excuse, and I'm not going to let anyone succeed what I accomplished so far, which was not really much if his son went on to play NFL football. Well, that's kind of where our opinions will kind of differ. I think he really did care about his son. It's just he, he we later learned in the movie that Denzel has, was kicked out of his house when he was 13 because of um, some situation with his father and his mother left him. Um, but he... Again, we'll interpret it the ending of the movie. Um, so yeah, we have this kind of dynamic of this character Troy, who's a coming of age kind of um, development in his character, and we see what happens to him. Um, and as society's changing around him rapidly, it feels like he's still stuck in the same place. I want to give a quick um, shout out to um, um, Michele Williamson, who plays Gabriel, his um, choice brother. Oh, yeah, he does a good job. He has an unbelievable um, set of scenes where um, he plays his brother who uh, was sent to the, uh, I believe, to Japan to fight. Isn't and he came basically back. World War II. No, no, it can't be War or World II. Japan to fight. Yeah, World War II, sorry. It was World so War II. he, he, he uh, was sent to Japan and got shot in the head, and they put a metal plate in his head that has caused him to um, basically be go slightly, loopy. yeah, slightly loopy and, 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 He's and essentially the the plot kind of opens up where we find out that the only reason Denzel has a home and has a, 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 a and it's I would say it's a nice home. It was a um, good home for that. Everyone's kind of yeah, a nice home and a nice job. Um, by the way, um, the only reason he has that is because he's been getting those welfare checks or, or the disability checks from his brother because he's taking care of him. Um, 
but yeah, the first time we we meet Gabriel, I was my my jaw was practically to the floor because that acting was unbelievable. Everyone in this movie, the acting was just a one. A one, definitely. From head to toe, every character that came into the film can act, even the children. And they were, I mean, everybody. It was just well-rounded, well-put-together. The story made sense. The story did make sense, yeah. I agree. The plot, the, and the And the plot was very, very, it kept me, kept me really intrigued throughout. Um, Viola Davis, I think this is the best performance I've ever seen from a, from a actress in five to ten years. Unbelievable amazing. scene. Amazing. Um, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Ooh, favorite scene in the movie. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. There was a lot of good scenes. I really love that beginning scene. Every scene with Bono in it, it just played well. And I don't know, man. Best scene for I, me. I, I, I okay, maybe I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the first time you meet Gabe. Okay. And Gabe is Troy's brother, the you know the loopy one, because. You don't know who this guy is, but he just is calling for rogues in the no. middle of the street, right? So let me paint this picture. Kids playing on the street, um, suburbia, and there's just a guy with a, looks like a picnic basket in one arm and a flower in the other arm, skipping down the street, just yelling nonsense, okay? Then he starts yelling rose. And let's cut to Denzel's uh, side, right? His character, Troy. He's in the backyard, cutting up some wood, and he just hears, yeah, Rose, from the distance, Rose. And so he starts creeping up and starts walking towards the sidewalk. And there he sees this guy. And little do we know, that's his brother. But when you first are introduced to that whole dynamic, when Rose comes out and Gabe gives gives, gives her a flower... You're kind of like, wow, who, well, who is this guy? And you go into the house, and boom, that's where you hit, wow, okay, this is Troy's brother. It's such a strong moment because the acting and writing is so well, and it's directed very well. Yeah, the for me, the best scene in the last five years was that scene where Rose finds out Troy is having another uh, baby with another woman. He's been seeing another woman for the past, I don't know how long it was. That was a great scene, too, yeah. And Full-on slobber mode, Viola Davis, just like tears, snot, and just she's just acting she her ass off. Up. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, also, the the scene where um, uh, Denzel says uh, and Troy is, is portraying that uh, death has already come for him twice, and he, mm-hmm. he he details the story of how he fought off death to to Bono and Rose, and it's a story they all hold uh, all heard a million times, and now he's each time he's changing it up a little bit. Um, Great movie. Um, the uh, the ending, I don't think we should go too far into what exactly happens. No, not yet. So here, how about, I don't even think we went over the whole story. Sure, go ahead. So the whole Sorry. story, right? Um, I, me and Eddie are obviously going to have different um, opinions on this. Um, but to me, the whole story is... It's trying to give a lesson to... The stubborn, the ego, wipe it away and basically everything will be fine, right? It's all about ego, this movie. Uh, I don't know. Well, think about it, right? 
I don't, I don't think the movie was portraying an ego. I think the, the movie was trying to portray a coming to age. Um, and letting go of your ego. Kind of getting sped up to, to present time because um, in the movie, his son gets offers a fo- gets offered a football scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in to North Carolina or something like that. But um, Troy, you know, bitter at his own, you know, failures as a man, denies him that opportunity. And that causes a rift between the son and the and the father and, and yeah. uh, plays a, a major role in the movie. It's all the um, ego there. It was a lot. It was a, lot, a lot to take in. And, and it was a great, great kind of setup towards... So let me explain the ego part, right? Okay. Troy's character. Egomaniac, right? Has one wife who's loved him, has a child with him, basically takes care of this man from head to toe. Cheats on her. Because he thinks he could do whatever he wants, right? No, he. Okay. the reason he said... I believe the reason was he was tired of... And, and in that scene, he was tired of being stuck in the same place for 53 years. That's quote-unquote what he said. Uh, still. Putting that aside, goes, gets another woman, gets her pregnant. She basically dies, spoiler alert, um, giving birth to the baby, okay? Viola Davis now has to not only hear that she's been getting cheated on, but there's another child from another woman. So she has to completely throw whatever ego she has left out also the window. I think they're just trying to portray that letting go of all the things that you hold so principled to, like having such a big head on everything and not looking at everything so vulgarly, being nice to everybody else. How can you, the thing I never understood was, how is this guy so mean to his family, right? Just because of his past. But when he sees his brother, it's like a completely different, it's almost like he doesn't take his family in as his real family. Like, this relationship with his son, right? The older one, who's a magician, or not a magician, a musician. Um, Basically, he comes into the house and Denzel's whole character is just like, what do you want? Oh, you know, it's Friday, you just come in here to give money, you're trying to do this, you're trying to do that. All you want is money, 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 money. That, so that's basically where my argument is coming in. It's just, it was Denzel against the world until Denzel was gone, right? Uh, I'm sorry. I've been watching Hakeem Olajuwon oh post moves <laughs> the last 10 minutes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree for the most part, even though I haven't heard what you said throughout. Oh. But yeah. Um, this guy? Let's, let's, uh, let's jump into... Um, um, my kind of, my beef with Denzel Washington. Your beef with Denzel Washington. Dun, dun. There we go. Um, hot take. Hot take. Very hot take. I don't think Denzel Washington is a dynamic actor. Divine dynamic. I think he plays one role, which is the strong, um, African American male, which I'm sure he is. I'm not kind of, uh, saying anything otherwise, but, um, how many really good performances has he had besides i i, I could t- i could count three and he's of course had like an illustrious career and well how um, many how many performances do you need him to do i don't know i feel like if you're would you rank him in the do top you like will smith i love fucking will smith he's only done cop movies but will smith has done fucking great movies like mm-hmm. seven pounds okay and um that's one um um um, um. yeah what now defending your boy now hold up, he's at seven pounds. Well, he's in Pursuit of Happiness, was great. Two, but all 
Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2. Cop movie. Doesn't cop matter. Movie. Fucking great movie. Co- I just said cop movies. Great He's movie. known for one thing that's, co- that's under the cop movie. Okay. Denzel Washington. Same thing. Man on Fire. Man on Fire, he plays a fucking security guard. Still. Not that good. It's not not really, that great. It's a different genre. This, okay, can we agree that Fences was his best movie he's ever done? Oof. Because that's, there's, there, there has be, there, there, there's day. no, Training Day is not that good. Training Day, well, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not a great performance. No, okay, I gotta go with Fences just for the mere fact this was written so that Denzel would get an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, this it, was his it, Oscar. It was written and, I thought was, American uh, Gangster was good. American Gangster was good, see? But besides those, those were his last two good movies. He's made some shitty movies. What was the Equalizer? Equalizer was not that bad. That, that was, was some great movie. action. See, that was some great that was action. A shitty movie. I actually enjoyed that movie. Um, but Denzel, I think Denzel Washington's a dynamic actor. The man is head to toe can portray anybody. Mm. Anybody. Mm. I don't even think he had the best performance in this movie. Viola Davis out. Totally outclassed him in I every it, I performance. I agree with that. I agree with that because she really took it to heart. It almost felt like she was the character. Even though Denzel Washington did a phenomenal job. Don't get me wrong. It's like she, she took it, but she took it by like a hair. Like nothing. Like. And Violet Davis, kudos to you. You did a great job. I mean, unreal. The amount of preparation she probably went through for this film it's amazing i mean i'm just thinking about all the characters um and all their arcs and what did they want what did you what did you think troy wanted what was troy's goal for the film i guess you could say it was deep deep thought but i I feel like he wanted to be um loved and remembered that was like his biggest thing um whether that was kind of being a little hard on his children or, um, he just wanted to be loved. Uh, and yeah, I felt he was very, um, the character itself was very, um, hopeless that in 53 years of life, he is, you know, um, uh, has nothing to show that, he, nothing to show for in terms of what he's done himself. Um, yeah, like a, like a, almost that's, like that's a, a good, that's a good actual explanation of it. Yeah. So... Story of the film, basically, spoiler alert, Troy's character um, basically is trying to get up and up and up, so move up the rankings. He wants to build a fence around this house, he gets a promotion, he has this loving wife, um, his relationship with his son is very rocky, it's almost like a military officer and a sergeant, um, or soldier and sergeant, sorry, and he kind of throws it all away with basically this woman he cheats on his wife with and has a baby and that woman ends up dying and Viola Davis's character actually takes in the baby as her own and Tenza Washington's character basically just ends up dying being all alone and ends up basically dying yes and at the end of the movie you see them all come together I, I, don't, I don't know I think there was some kind of we didn't see because the movie kind of, the, the last part of the movie kind of fast forward when the baby was now a, a functioning nine-year-old. Yeah. So we really don't know what happened. We do know that his younger son went off to um, to the military. Yeah, became a marine. Marine. Yeah. Um, and he kind of had a falling out with his father. And never spoke to him until the day of his death. Um, 
but that ending scene where um his brother is playing the horn yeah. up to the sky that was, that was very good crazy crazy scene so the ending scene basically is oh you know what I'm gonna bring up you gonna bring up back in the 1950s they really love talking about how much they're gonna bang their wife to other people oh my god yeah that was one of the things. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was a uh, really great Troy Tabano. Just every time. Don't come back Tuesday. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm be, be st- stroking yeah, still. I'm, I'm be still gonna be stroking. That, the stroking that butt. That's great. Um, so there's a lot of uh, sex like talk in the movie, which was, you know, conservative 1950s. You would think like there was no such thing as conservative, man. <laughs> I guess not. No, no such. These thing. guys were just having sex left and right. Oh, actually, not. That's baby boomer age, right? I don't know. I know this summer love was in 69, so... So, I don't know. But anyway, there was a lot of um, sexual talk, sexual play, you know, Denzel's character grabbing her butt and stuff like that, which was, you know, I found it kind of cool that they would actually put that in the movie. Um, just, it was, it was, yeah, just thinking about that, it was just like... I don't think that's too much to go into. We don't have, like, a... a... For what? In this movie, I mean, it's a, we, we the movie itself in. is yeah. We don't have a lot of. Uh, would you recommend it? Oh, one hundred percent. Me too. I, think I would. Usually, we disagree on a lot of movies. This is one yeah. of the movies that we actually agree. And on. this is probably not good for the pilot episode to have a movie we both agree on. But I <laughs> promise that's not <laughs> next the case. episode. Will it definitely be the opposite way? But um, um, yeah, it's kind of weird because like everything I'm saying, I, I agree with him. He agrees with me. But how much how much time do we have left on the podcast? How I much do we have? I don't know. We're about twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. Um, I'm. I, I think we should cut it a little bit short in terms of the the movie itself and kind of jump into our two recommendations for the week. Um, Let's do some, one. I think we're gonna do one. Two one each. One each. Oh, one each. Okay, that sounds good. Um, right. And we'll kind of bounce it up. But definitely, I would definitely recommend checking out Fences. Um, definitely watch Fences. One through ten, I would give it a solid. Oh, yeah. a, a, a very, very. Ranking, I'm, and, yeah. and a ten movie for me is. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of ten movies for me. Anyway, oh, I'd no, give this. No, I'd no, give no, this no, let's, I'd, hear, let's hear I'd, a ten I'd, movie for I'd me. Give, <laughs> I, Rush Hour Two is a ten. For oh me. my lord. Um, See what this, I mean, guys? This was, a so, I mean? this was a solid nine. This was a great, great performance, head to toe, and I enjoyed it. So this yeah. this was a nine for me. I'd give this movie a nine. Uh, I would give it. Hmm, I'd give it a nine and a half. Nice. Okay. Cool. I'll give it a nine um, and a half. Almost, almost a perfect movie. So uh, let's jump into um, our recommendations. Recommendations um, for the week. Yeah, let's for the see. week. So, so um, do you want? Do you have something in mind already, or should I go first? Um, go for it. Okay. Hold so. A this movie uh, was available on Netflix. I'm sure it's still available. It's called Snowpiercer. Um, oh, it's actually on Amazon Prime, but you got to uh, buy it. It's on it, Amazon guys. Prime now. Yeah, you have to because I checked on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Oh, okay. So okay, Prime. let me get, let me give you something streamable then. I'm sorry. You'd have to buy that. Um, on Netflix. So what did I check out on Netflix that I thought was really really good? Um. So, uh, what about a documentary series? Anything you want. Yeah, why not? Um, the Hunt, the which Hunt. is um, um, made by the same people who made Planet Earth and um, and the Deep Blue. Um, it's essentially a seven-part miniseries of um, predators hunting their prey and the different tactics they use to to see it. Um, and it's all shot unbelievably um, to the point where, you know. They tell you how long it took to to have these scenes um, found and the camera work that they did and and kind of the 
I think they they said they shot it within like seven to eight years, something like that. So there's a lot of content for yeah, it. There's a lot of. If you like animals, that's that's probably my favorite web um, streamable docu series. What about you, Guppo? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the movie about the treasure on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you told me about that. Yeah. You told me you checked um, that out. What's I it be- called? I believe the name is. Uh, I have to look it up. Uh, the un. The unthinkable treasure. I think it's unbelievable. The unbelievable treasure of the check. unthinkable, or something like that, right? You talk about the movie. I'll, I'll find it. Basically, right now. Um, so it's a, it's kind of like a docu movie where you're kind of getting these um, floating heads of these guys talking, and basically they're treasure hunters, and they find this ship that had been wrecked by this artist back in, oh man, way, way, way back. His name was An- Anomi. Way, way, way. Way, way, way back. And his name was Anomi. Basically, he was an art collector. And he was creating, collecting all these arts. And he was moving it to, from Africa to Europe, I believe. And his ship basically goes down and nobody finds it. The movie's called Treasures from the Wreck of the Unbelievable. There we go. Yes. And it's Highly recommend yes. Um, but Basically, it's going through the movie of, you know, do they find the treasure? What do they find? And it gives you a backstory on, you know, what it's all about. And, it's, and about. it's some crazy, and it's crazy some shit. amazing shit that comes out of it. I mean, I don't want to... Yeah, let's not dive anything, into it, but it's, it's but definitely worthy of a, of a quick stream through just to see what the heck they through, found. Quick stream because through. Because for me, the movie was a little bit too long. It's, um, a, it's a little long, it's a little stretched, but... But you can literally I, jump into random parts where they're finding stuff exactly. and you're like, holy shit. So that was, that's a good movie review. Yeah, let um, us know what you guys think in next week's episode. We'll look at all of you guys' comments. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening, and uh, take care. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we're discussing next week. I'm sure we'll pick something that's streamable soon. And uh, thank you for listening, guys.